Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. This is Peter Mingles. I'm going to be co-hosting the call, the Dash Radio show tonight with my co-host Dawn Wright DeBronce, who is running back from a store as she is saving an abandoned pussycat. So she's running back, of course, because those things take priority over her life and things are running a little bit late, so she'll be joining us. But for tonight, we have a really special guest. And this really special guest, her name is Mal Duane. I hope I pronounced that the right way. But we're going to have her speak about a whole bunch of things, and I'll share with you, we can run whole entire radio shows with just our special guest. We could have her on every day for lots of periods of time because she's a wealth of information about a whole bunch of subjects. And we're going to hear about her story. It'll get convoluted, I'm sure, as we interject our lives and our experiences into her story. So we're going to have to have her come back for sure. But you'll want to take some notes. You'll want to be here. You'll want to relate these to some friends because I can guarantee you the content that you're going to hear is going to have some meaning to you or some meaning to somebody that's real close to you. So it is my distinct pleasure to have our special guest, Mal Dwayne. Mal, are you here? Yes, Peter. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about sharing this time with you. I am I am really super excited about working with you. In the profession that I am in and also the just the social stuff that I kind of deal with on a regular basis, it's been like you and I have known each other for a long time, although you didn't know who I was. So as I was going through your website, I want to give some people some reference to this so they could be looking as they're listening, but kind of pay attention over here. But let's give it to people early so they can see where they can go to get some information. We'll talk about some of the services you provide as well. But sometimes we forget to do that until the end of the show, and your stuff is really so great. Let's give out some contact information and or some websites, and then we're going to go through your story. So go for it now. Go ahead. Um, Well, my website is alphachick.com, and that's A-L-P-H-A-C-H-I-C-K.com. And there's tons of information there for people who feel that their lives are out of control, uh, that they're suffering, they're in pain, they're experiencing guilt and shame from the past. And also on the website, you'll find a link from my best-selling book, which won Addiction Recovery Book of the Year uh, for 2012 World Book Awards. And it's a story that really resonates with anybody that may be struggling with any type of addiction. Now, for those people that are listening in, again, that was Alpha Chick, as in A-L-P-H-A-C-H-I-C-K dot com. And if you go there, you'll see a really great, a whole, a whole bunch of information. Then you have another website, too, which I think is like yourname.com? Oh, so yes, like, and that's my, that's my real estate company. Oh, okay. Well, that was really good, too, because yes. I was looking at both of them. So there's really yes. great information about both. But let's start to talk about this a little bit. Now, i got to share with you this. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the concept of addiction. Um, and I'll, I'll lead 
a little bit with maybe some of my own personal stories as well. I've been in direct sales and direct sales management for a real long time. And what I found was many times, especially with telemarketers specifically, telemarketers many times um, could only get jobs where they can talk. You know, they're good over the phone. I don't want to say it the wrong way, but they usually had the ability to craft words in certain ways that would be able to help people make decisions. And they were usually pretty good. And many times, though, they were good on the phone, but they were broken as far as people to the extent where perhaps addiction to drugs, alcohol, bad relationships, bad decisions, all of those things started to happen. And as I was trying to help them as well, I realized, so here's me coming out of the closet, I was an addict. But I was addicted to different things. I picked my addictions, but I had an addictive personality. It might Mm -hmm. be addicted to always wanting to do better. It might be not necessarily substance abuse, but I was definitely an addict. And what I mean by that is I was addicted to always trying to be more successful, always try to beat that contest, that that addiction, if you will. That was as pure and simple as it could get. And if I didn't mm-hmm. have something I was going for, I had to fill that void. So I started to look at that. So I learned from their experience as well as mine And I realized that, wow, this is really something that if you're working with people or you're trying to manage yourself, you really have to kind of deal with all of this stuff. So um, let's talk about you and maybe some of the things that you went through, and you can punctuate or clear up anything that I might have said. Well, what you pointed out is very valid, that there is an addictive behavior, an addictive personality. And sometimes people aren't abusing necessarily a substance, it is that constant drive that pushes them almost to a point that um, is so unhealthy because it's, you know, more, more, more. Uh, my journey, sadly, uh, was 25 years of alcohol abuse, starting at the age of 16. I had my first blackout in high school. And I drank because I didn't feel good about myself as a young woman. I was six feet tall. I weighed, um, I was five, six feet tall. I weighed 100, about 101, 105 pounds. And uh, was so skinny that I was subject to a lot of bullying. And the only way I could get any relief from this huge inferiority complex that I had was through alcohol. It gave me a buzz. It gave me a false sense of courage. And alcohol got its hooks into my hide at a very young age, and that went on for, as I said, 25 years. I had a lot of failed relationships. I dropped out of college. Um, I ended up getting married to another alcoholic. That relationship was abusive. Getting divorced was like the War of the Roses. I mean, it just went on and on, a very destructive path that took me to a point that we often hear about in literature, the dark night of the soul. I was Mm -hmm. in a black hole, and I thought I was going to die. I was actually praying that I would die, that it was time for me to leave this earth because I didn't see any other options. I didn't see any other choices available to me. And when I was calculating how I should leave, I was so broken open at that point that that's when I actually think some light could finally 
you know, get in. And I heard a different voice within my head telling me that I was going to survive and that I had this amazing life ahead of me, but I had many, many lessons to learn. I had a tremendous amount of work to do, and once I mastered those lessons, I would need to go and teach others. And that was the beginning of really a, a spiritual epiphany and a completely different shift in the path that I was traveling on. And that happened 24 years ago. I have 24 wow. years of recovery. Mm. So you were... That's amazing. Uh, yeah, you were younger. And obviously, if you take a look at your website right now and you see the pictures and the posts, you would take a look at somebody that's on top of her game a life that would be very envious. You know, most people would say, oh, my gosh, if I could design it, I would have it exactly this way. And if most people really knew how you got there, they probably would say, oh, but I don't want to do, I don't want to have to go through that to get here. <laughs> Nobody ever seems to want the trial, the test to get the testimony, but it's not the way it works, right? Um, nice to meet you, by the way. I'm Dawn. Other Dawn, host. hi. How are you tonight? <laughs> We call, we call yeah. her. She's like the she's like the mutual of Omaha, like the wild, wet, like whatever the you know the <laughs> National Geographic uh-huh. kind of like she she's the she's the uh, whatever we're gonna call people that just figure out how to save everything. She is right now saving the most beautiful little kitten I've ever seen. I think that is some little kitten. So go ahead. She has actually her. purple eyes. She has oh. she has amethyst eyes. So. All right, really short story on this. We have a cat who Andy fell in love with. It's a feral cat. He, she's been coming around. We thought he called him Jesus, and then <clears throat> Jesus ended up being a Mary, and um, we, she came pregnant, and we were feeding her, and I felt the babies inside her and said, we're going to have kittens, and they, she came back not pregnant, and we couldn't find the kittens, and 20 feet up in the air on the rafters of the outdoor Lanai that we have outside by the pool, um, Jeff spotted a little tuft of fur this morning. And so we have one kitten. We don't know if there's any others anywhere, but um, this one was 20 feet in the air and was mobile. So we saved her today, and uh, she's absolutely stunning. He or she is absolutely stunning, and I had to run out and was a couple minutes running late because I had to. I, 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 I love animals. I love nature, and so whenever I find something, I must. Take it in and feed it and care for it and nurture it and then find it a home or oh, keep no. it. Oh, that's, that is, that's, that's doing good deeds, girl. I Animals are it. very, very important. Matter of fact, my dog is on the cover of my book with me because she's like my little soul sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my, my pets have gotten me through some very dark nights of the soul, so I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So... <clears throat> what was it that um what what did you hear in the dark that night that um that brought you around well, to all of this amazing work that voice gave me such a sense of comfort and peace that i had never experienced before a feeling came over me of warmth and love and I absolutely knew at that moment that I was going to be okay, and I had never felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I just I can't explain it. It it was definitely a divine intervention. It was a spiritual awakening. 
And from that point on, which is very unusual, I never struggled with alcohol again. It was not even an option. Although I did do the necessary steps to get sober, I went to AA and I, you know, I did daily meetings, but it was not a struggle. I did it because I knew I was supposed to do it, support my sobriety by being a member of a community. And I love the people in the community because I was like, oh, my God, these like-minded people, they understand me and they get me. <laughs> you know, they, they, they know I'm, I'm, I'm not from another planet. I, I have a disease. Mm-hmm. So that was very comforting for me. But I never struggled with alcohol again. It was just never an issue after that, which is That's awesome. very rare. Yeah, you know, I think that there's a there's there's an interesting thing when it comes to cer- certain women that I've spoken to and I've had this conversation with with multiple beings and I've had I've I've had my own journey that uh that I walked through and and you know and finding my purpose um I I call it my shadow walk and uh, I have a, a chief who's a, a shamanic he's an amazing shaman actually Chief Sunny Reina and um so i did a shadow walk in like early 2000 and when i came through the other side of that it was like okay what's my purpose what's what's my passion i had lost my passion lost my purpose didn't know where i was going or what i was doing and um i ended up going on a on a world tour with alex who is now my husband 20 years younger than me came through the other side of all of it and said okay now what do i want to be when i grow up again and, um, you know, there's just this corner that certain women turn. And I don't know if it's just who we are. I don't know if it's that, that the, the voice in the dark moment. I don't know if it's, um, if it's just a little something that, that snaps and, and the corner is turned and it's just washing one's hands and saying, okay, I'm done. But I, I've, heard, I've heard several really strong women, and myself included, just say, you know, I turned a corner and it was over for me. Um, and and I, I find it to be an amazing thing, and there's this strength that comes from that. And I think that once once you have a moment where you can turn a corner in your life from a very dark place, whether it's abuse or it's a negative marriage that ends, or if it's a very if it's substance abuse or whatever it might be, it could be emotional abuse, it could be a lot of things that somebody is going through. But once you turn that corner and you say, "I'm not doing this anymore." And it it aligns in every part of our being, um, and that happens just once. You can do it in anything. The power that comes from it is just truly unbelievable. It's incredible stuff. So we're congratulations. Gonna explore, yeah, we're going to explore more of that on the other end of this because when she went to Walmart That's to buy shut up, Dawn. You went over the commercial left, break. She left. She left the <laughs> clock. We have to put buy a clock on. <laughs> I was late. I had to get my whole 15 minutes in. I'm sorry. Right. So, here we go. On the other end, Axel, right. go for it. With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. 
You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back to The Dash. And I'm Dawn Wright of Bronson. This is Peter Mingles. And we have our fabulous guest, Miss Mal Duane. And that would be the alpha chick. <laughs> so get on over to our website at alphachick.com. And how does one... Go ahead and plug in with you. Um, I, I just, I'm asking you this question because I went to your site and I went to go ahead and sign up and I messed up on something and I want to join your mailing list. So where is it on your site for those of us who mess up and didn't get on your mailing list? Oh, well, usually when you go to the site, there's a light box when you first get there that you can get a free action guide and audio training class and that you know, gets okay. you right on our newsletter. But Perfect. otherwise, there's a contact button right on the site, and you can hit that and email me with any personal questions that you may have. Um, and I respond to everybody personally that reaches out like that because usually they're pretty sensitive issues. So I want people to know that they'll get my personal attention on that. You can find me on Facebook and message me there. Oh, yeah, where I, are you? Can, because we'll promote this show all yeah. over Facebook. So on Facebook.com, Alpha Chick, easy Perfect. to find. Uh, that's my fan page, and my personal page is Mal Duane. Twitter is Mal Duane. I'm not hard to find. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm, I'm done interrupting, Peter. You guys were probably just, no, I'm not going to talk anymore. We have to let her say something because I know we can <laughs> well, go on for like ever. Well, you know done? You were talking about strong women uh, getting to that level of pain, and then something happens. I have found over and over and over again, I interviewed, I did a big show this winter, I interviewed 12 really stellar ladies that are real luminaries in the field of transformation. When we get to that point of such deep pain that we are almost paralyzed physically is when we have our greatest awakening as to what we can do. I, I believe that we truly find huge wisdom in the midst of a very dark moment. And that's what happened to myself, and it's happened to so many women I know that they were either, you know, husband died suddenly or um, a, a terrible physical uh, catastrophe. And when they were at that very, very dark, almost giving up their will, that stubbornness and that resistance and when they were just broken open with no more resistance is when they absolutely tuned in to divine guidance and ended up being led in a completely different direction. So there is something to that, to that experience that does happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so okay, have you recently written a book? 
Is this yes. the um, the, the new book that I'm looking? Alpha Check. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that process because uh, as someone who's in the process, I know that it's a it's an amazing amazing process of discovery writing a book. And um, is this all about your story and your your battle through addiction and through the other side? Well, I I share that. That's part of it. I do share my journey because uh, it does resonate, you know, with women. Every single woman that reads the book finds a segment that really taps into their own lives. They say, oh, my God, oh, I felt your pain. I know what that pain is. I have been there. So that they really have something to identify with. And then the other half of the book is the formula, the five steps to faith that you can use for personal transformation from getting out of that dark place and starting to create the you know be the deliberate creator of your own life and start to make significant change in your life. So there are two components to it, my own journey that people know I walk the walk, talk the talk, and then the instructional part with the five steps. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so right on your site or on Amazon or Oh, it's right on Amazon. Uh, just put Alpha Chick in the search bar for books and I'll come right up and there's also a link right on my site. Hit the cover of the book and it will take you right over to Amazon. And That's it's awesome. in Kindle, it you can get it on your iPad. It's uh um you know, it's available in all different types of formats for downloads. Um I don't know if any of your listeners go to Smashwords. That's another place for digital format, and there's every type of format there for any electronic device that you may own. What was that again? That was Smashwords. Words. Word or words? Smashwords. Okay, got it. Plural. And it's a great site if you're looking for, um, you know, let's just say that uh, you have a certain type of tablet, you can go there and you can you can find any you know any book that that they carry uh in several different platforms so nice. you know it can go on an iPad it can go on a Kindle it can go on a Nook uh, you know uh, any type of Android device they have all different formats excellent i have a question for you as that young woman so mm-hmm. when you were that young woman and you were literally a stick figure, I mean, if you're talking close to six feet and 100 pounds, oh, my gosh, we mm-hmm. can see almost every rib you had. You got and it. Then, and then, you know, high school is a really cruel place. I mean, that's a really cruel place. And they talk about the cyberbullying, and I know you have some of that stuff on the web, and I know you love children because you're doing stuff with the schools and things like that. So we want to we develop some of that stuff. But what's it like for that gal that maybe um, people aren't, you know, like some a lot of times those things happen and the general population isn't really aware that those things are happening inside that person's head. How prevalent is that out there in today's arena? And I think, you know, maybe because of whatever, we're still in a recession, a depression, or whoever knows whatever we're in, it seems like it's got to be more so than ever before, I'm guessing. I don't know. So where is it, or what was it like to be that gal who was, you know, stick thin and maybe people teasing her and not feeling very well? Well, they used to call me the Celtic or Bigfoot or and I don't really have big feet for a tall woman, but still they called me that. Or malnutrition. And that was very painful. Very, very painful. And it really planted a seed of that I just wasn't accepted, that um I was inferior to my friends 
And back then, it wasn't identified as bullying, but it, today, that's really what it was. And uh, it went on for quite some time, and it was extremely painful. Uh, you know, I had to grow into that height. I grew very quickly, nine inches in about a little over two years. So it was really a huge adjustment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I never, because I, I shot up so quickly, I never had time to really put weight on. My body just couldn't keep up. But I ended up going to New York and modeling. And, of course, running around with all of the best designers and professional athletes and everything else. So then I became like this personality. uh, And these people that used to pick on me now all of a sudden wanted to be my friend because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I might be seen with this one or that one and I'd be in the paper with different people or you'd see me in magazines or on TV. So I made good use of the height and being quite thin. I took advantage. (laughs) I played that card to the hilt and took advantage of it. But um, so it's funny. But in that level of success, it made it easier for you you to be an addict, I'm guessing, as well. Oh, yes, because the alcohol was just wonderful. It supported me in everything I did. I could show up and be whoever I wanted that day in front of the cameras. So it was just, it was a perfect place for me because I didn't have to be me. I could be somebody else. And that's exactly the way I treated the camera, like I was someone else. And people used to say to me all the time, gee, you photograph like somebody else I don't even know. I said, huh, interesting. <laughs> so I mean, let I really me ask you, you know, were, were you raised in a home where, you know, being you was, was cool. I mean, was your were your mom and dad super supportive and um, you know really uh, aware? No, they. Uh, my, I loved my parents. They were they were wonderful people. My dad had a window of about twelve years where he battled depression and he used alcohol uh, as a crutch during that time. And I saw that, and I watched him go through those dark moments, and it created a lot of anxiety in me because it wasn't discussed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't talked about. You didn't talk about depression. It wasn't recognized. You didn't talk about alcoholism or alcohol abuse. It was it was the elephant in the living room that was never discussed. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was looking at him saying, he's not right, but nobody's saying anything. So why isn't anybody talking about this or doing something about it? And then I took on the role like, well, then maybe I should be the caretaker and that's very hard for uh, a child to do. Mm-hmm. You sound like a New York Italian. I swear to God, that's what I mean. We were talking about this, Peter and I, about you know we weren't raised in homes that you talked about anything. You didn't talk about how much money your father made. I had no idea how I was going to support my family in the style in which I'd become accustomed because I had no idea what it cost to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we there just was a lot of things that we didn't talk about back in the day. Yeah. And um, you know, and and depression is is a big one, you know. You didn't talk about cancer back in the day. You didn't talk about so many things. Um, you know, the uh, one thing that I can say that I'm very grateful for is that people are taught to communicate. And sometimes it's not as uh, like, you know, over communicate some things, you know, there's no such thing as privacy anymore, but um I think it's a whole lot better than than the fear and the secrecy that we all used to live in. So um, 
it's it's was, okay to say I fell on my face. Um, I need help now. It what didn't I, used to be. I was speaking at a uh, a charity function for a recovery facility for women a couple of weeks ago, and I said, thank God that now it is widely recognized that mm-hmm. women can struggle with addiction. They can struggle with alcoholism. It's no longer subject to a snickering whisper. Mm-hmm. It's out on the table. It's recognized. It's normal dialogue. And, I mean, we have a ways to go before there still is no stigma about a woman in recovery. Sure. But it's so much better than it was. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah, making it, progress. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and women, really, I, I don't know if it's the same for men. But I know that women who do, like I was saying before, who do beat it and um, and whatever addiction it might be, um, they come out so powerful on the other side that um, it it really isn't a reason not to hire or not to bring somebody on board something. Um, I find so many women who come through the other side and beat addiction to be exactly the women that I would want on my team in business. <laughs> so it would really be silly to snicker and and to judge, but um, you know, I find that you know, rehab it does amazing things for people. You know, really amazing things. Well, okay, I'm going to be the one that says, "Okay, it's time for our next commercial break. We'll be right back." There comes a time when we realize we're capable of more. Doing more, producing more, seeing more, accomplishing more and being more. Yet, regardless of our accomplishments, something is missing. We're left wondering, is this as good as it gets? Is this what amounts to my life and legacy? Perhaps you've reached a point in life where you're saying, something has to change. But what? What should I do? These questions mostly play in the back of your mind, except for now. For whatever reason, you realize that something has to change now. In the on-purpose person, you'll experience a remarkably fresh and personal response to the questions under your questions. Here's an inspiring story of one person's journey into self-discovery with the help of others. Importantly, you'll uncover a simple yet powerful process to be very real with yourself so you can be more true to yourself. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with Alpha Chick Maldwain here at The Dash. And uh, we're just talking about all sorts of good stuff and um, the power that comes after after we recover from addictions. And um, so so what was your first step back into wor- the world? Okay, you, you recognize that this is going on for you. Um, you you joined the twelve step program, which is incredible. And um, and what were your first steps into your your new world, your sober world? Well, after I was sober about a year, Don, I started to read everything I could get my hands on regarding personal transformation and the power that we have as human beings to create change in our lives. And what I learned early on is that we always are looking 
outside of ourselves for the solutions and and the answers and the direction that we need to move forward in life and to grow and to create fantastic uh, lives and jobs and relationships. But guess what? All of that comes from within us. None of it comes from the outside. And that absolutely just captured me mentally to Mm -hmm. figure out how do we build that power? How do we build that connection to that source of guidance that we're born with but we're never taught how to access it? And that has been what I have focused on for the last 24 years is learning how to tap into that power and maximize that power so that I I literally have created everything I want. I mean, I can tell you just the craziest stories. Uh, I bought a horse. I didn't even know what end to feed, but I wanted a horse. And I, three years later, had the top three-year-old who became a world champion because I just kept, I had this vision and I, I just wanted to create this experience, and I did. I did it with my husband, who I have now. My second husband, I call him Dr. Delicious in my book. (laughs) I created a plan, a picture of the exact man that I wanted to attract into my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I did. He is an exact replica of what I wanted. You sound like a side cream. He sounds like an ice cream cone to me. (laughs) <laughs> so, I, I've been talking about PSI, PSI seminars for the past, I don't know how many million years since I graduated in, in, um, in PLD, which is Pace Setters and Leadership Dynamics. They had, for anyone who was single, um, they actually had to write everything about their number 10 human being that they wanted to attract and wear it like a necklace around their neck and the big cardboard necklaces and all of Mm -hmm. these things. But people, it was uncanny how these people would walk in the door into their lives. It was uncanny. Yes. I've never seen anything so creepy and accurate and amazing. I say creepy because... It's amazing how you can order up custom a human being to suit you. Yes, and, and that is brilliant. knowing exactly what you want. Yep. And for women, we usually do not know no. what we want. Right. We spend more right. time picking out a pair of shoes than we do a partner. Right. And if we are <laughs> very, so very clear about what we want, it shows up. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And truly, truly powerful stuff. And so do you do some of this kind of coaching? Yes, I do. Oh, oh boy, do I have some people who are knocking on your door. Yes. yes. <laughs> or I'll knock so, for them and stand them on your doorstep. <laughs> what I do is I teach people how to get their lives back. Normally when they come to me, they're ridden with guilt or shame, either from addiction or just from some very bad choices that they made. So we we work through that. We work through the shame. We work through the guilt. We work through the negative beliefs. We work through the behaviors that are creating chaos. And once we get through that, then we start the design plan. Okay, what do we want and how are we going to get it? And, And then we get into the coaching of creating that vision, that crystal clear picture of exactly what they want, and then deliberately creating it. That's awesome. That's awesome, awesome stuff. To me, life is like a buffet. 
every day. I walk along and I go, yep, I want that, I want that, nope, I don't want that, nope, that's not good, nope, that doesn't feel good, this feels great, oh, I just absolutely love this, I want more of it, and and really, that's how my day goes. Yeah, that's mine too. <laughs> how about you, Peter? I'm a little bit like that. <laughs> so, I, I'm a little oh, bit like that. Oh, come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit like that. But um, in, in reference to you, um, that let's talk about the ripple effect that happens as people are hitting their rock bottom stage, because a lot of people realize, I think, or whatever. Like for, for instance, in part of my life, we were involved in the effects of someone who's going through this wonderful transformation of hitting rock bottom, which is like hell. <laughs> so, so as people tell the story about this, oh, I finally hit rock bottom and I had this warm feeling and this wonderful awakening all of us around him or her are looking at them saying, I am so happy that you just put us through hell. Talk about right. the talk about the ripple effect of that and then and then also talk about that from the survival purposes of any stuff like that because I'll tell you, it's tough to watch someone go through that if they even come out the other side. Many of them don't. I mean I've had plenty I've had plenty of suicide and you know, sincerely I've had Plenty of suicide conversations, you know, whether it saved someone's life or just postponed it or whatever it was, but it's a tough journey. And when someone's in there, just a little bit of encouragement to realize if you take charge of your life, there may be a better situation. It may not happen overnight. You you certainly have, you know, the scars and the scar tissue to be able to share with people those things. That's why you'd be great as a coach. But what is that like? I mean... That's really, you know, that's when life really is kind of tough. So well, give us a little bit of that. It's very, very hard on the families, on family members, to watch someone that you love slide and make that progression into that very dark hole and where really they're walking a fine line of living or dying. And that's excruciating. Um my particular situation was that my family was kind of in denial about my drinking, so nobody really knew that I was as bad as I was, or they just didn't want to recognize it. So when I crashed and burned, it didn't really pull the family into play. So it was a little bit different. I was kind of on my own. Um, my dad um, had already passed away. My sister and brother were older, kind of involved in their lives and kids. So my my mother only learned through what I told her. But for many families, they are right in the thick of it, too. And the best thing that a family can do is get into the program together. So if it's parents, they need to be like in an Al-Anon program or siblings, they need to kind of understand what has happened to that relative, that family member, where they're at, physically, emotionally, and mentally. And the only way I think they can really appreciate that is by being in some type of program that deals with addiction. And when you have that individual at, at such a low point, in, in many cases, they've already attempted suicide. And they may have survived. And that's extremely, extremely, extremely painful. Uh, One is because I think there's a lot of guilt when family members are dealing with somebody who has 
tried suicide, didn't succeed, and now they, they have survived. And the cat's out of the bag that there's a major issue that needs to be dealt with. And I think there's a lot of guilt that falls back on family members. You you can't get caught up in the guilt. You You want to be there to support the person, but there's also an element of tough love that needs to come in at this point. And I see so many mothers that say, oh, I can't say that to my child. I said, look it, if you don't say it, They're going to go back on the street doing exactly what they did. You will be seeing them again in an ER on a stretcher. Next time, they may not be breathing. So you've got to to get that tough love going. You've got to establish some rules. We understand you have an addiction. We understand you have a problem, but we have family rules. If you want to live in the family house, you can't be buying or selling or distributing or using narcotics. You need to be in a facility to detox, and they need to follow these rules. And if they won't follow these rules, then the tough love has to kick in. It's the only way you're going to really save somebody young is is through that tough love. Otherwise, you know, you're enabling them and it will just be a repetitive process until they run out of luck. Right. Part of the biggest yes. challenge that I think I experienced in relationship to dealing with this is mm-hmm. understanding that it was bigger. There was nothing that I could do. It was I was actually helpless. And I'm the guy who says, you know, when you talk about pick this one, pick this one, pick that one, when it comes to live your life by design, I'm the one who usually says, I'm responsible, I'm responsible, I'm responsible. So you can be responsible for yourself and build your business, but when you're dealing with someone with the addiction, you realize that you're totally helpless and you can't do it for them, can't wish it away. Your brain doesn't work the same way that theirs does. So if there's many things that you've said but the one thing that I really gravitate to is the one that says you got to get that outside help. This is bigger than most people can handle on their own. And what I found relative to my situation was there was an, able, there was an enabler involved, and I finally had to say, we might as well just say you're going to be his cause of death because that's really what it was going to be. So you love so much, but actually you hurt so bad. And that's really tough. And I don't know Mm -hmm. what it was for you, and it sounded like you personally kind of did a lot of this stuff on your own because you were able to hide it, if you will, because your dad had passed, your mom was a little bit in denial, and your older brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters were living their own lives. So how did you do that? Like, was it like, oh, my gosh, that's it, rock bottom, you hit it on your own all alone, and then Mm -hmm. you decided to do something? I had been on this progression, and every time I was having one of these, like, weekend benders for myself, the self-loathing would just get deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where the last one, I said, this is it. It's time to go. It's time to leave this earth. And I was thinking of how I was going to die. And I would have died that weekend if I had not heard that other voice in my head. I would have been gone. And you say that with conviction. So I definitely hear what you're saying. No, I I would have killed myself. Right. We're going to talk about this on the other end. So, Axel, go spin a record. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. 
If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know that you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And we are back for our last segment on The Dash with Alpha Chick. And uh, I just think that this is a really awesome topic because a lot of people are too afraid to go ahead and really, you know, really dig deep into this particular thing. But, um, you know, when it comes to addiction, there are so many professionals out there that are, um, are struggling and they're in the dark and they're by themselves. And, you know, people are afraid to go ahead and, and tell other people when they need help or, you know, they have families who have been the gamut with them and um, they're tired. And, uh, you know, and, and it's a difficult place to be for both the family and for the addict. Um, and so, you know, there's and, and there's people who are afraid to talk about it at work because they're afraid to lose their jobs. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, your reputation is everything. So, you know, they're afraid to go ahead and, and, and be in any way, um, you know, open about what's going on for them. So, you know, let's speak to that. How does somebody who is terrified of going ahead and telling anybody what they're dealing with, how do they get some help? How, how, what's the first place that they can go and um, and truly be anonymous? Because that's another thing with you know AA. You know you're walking into a group full of people and you don't know who you're going to see. So um, you know how does somebody reach out and get some help totally anonymously? Well, Peter brought up a very good point. That's part of this next discussion and that is that the person want that has the problem they if they don't want to get clean they don't want to get sober there's nothing that any of us can do mm-hmm. they have to want it you can't do it for them and that's what's really hard for family members they get exasperated that they can't help because the person doesn't want it. But if somebody wants this badly enough, they're going to go and they're going to have the painful discussion with the employer, with the friend. Um, they will uh, they'll go into a support group. And I have to say that when you walk into the halls of AA, one of the rules is obviously, you know, the fact that people want to be anonymous. And I have always found that that's really a very well-respected tradition, um, that outside of those halls, people do not talk about who they've heard, who they see. Um, I have listened to very famous politicians and the children 
of very famous politicians uh, talk at AA meetings, and and their their parents, you know, it's, it's well recognized in the media that the parents struggled, you know, with uh, alcohol. But I'm not going to be the one to say their name on a radio show, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's very well known. But I've I've seen the wives, the kids talk about being the children of alcoholics, and now they're alcoholics and they're abusing. So uh, I think there's a really uh, an element to protect one another uh, in AA that is very common, and I've always shared that with people that I've met, some very famous, and would never, you know, discuss who I saw at a meeting or what they had to say or a story that they told because the stories that we hear in those rooms are some of the absolutely the most heartbreaking, truthful stories that I've I've ever been part of, you know, listening to, um, mm-hmm. where people have caused the death of children because they've been intoxicated. They've been responsible for the death of a loved one because they were driving a car when they were intoxicated. So there were very, very moving stories. When somebody wants it badly enough, Don, they're going to do whatever they need to do. That's and that's crazy. when I got to that point. That was my point of living or dying. I heard this voice that told me I was going to be okay, but I had a lot of work to do. And from that point on, I knew what I wanted. I wanted my life back. I wanted to be sober. And I was going to create an entire new experience for myself. I was going to make up for 25 years that I had lost. That's and I have. I have. I've awesome. recaptured all of that. Congratulations. I can't recapture the time, but I've recaptured the joy of life and living with purpose and creating a successful business and having a beautiful marriage and now having magnificent stepchildren and grandchildren. So I've created everything that a woman would want in life. That's awesome. And I started at the age of 41. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. So it's never too late. No, definitely not. So the advice for somebody that would be listening in, you know, we call ourselves the Dash Radio because when we did this, you look at it, somebody's tombstone and you got a birth date and you got, you know, like Michael Gerber calls your crap out date, that's the date you're done, and the Dash is everything in between, and then you make the most of it. And some people are wasting theirs and they're just in denial and maybe they know they have a problem during certain times of the day and they don't. But I think those people that are that realize that they have a challenge, and you knew you had a challenge, obviously during the 25 years, you knew at some fleeting point there was a challenge, you would say, get the help that you need sooner than later. Like, it's wonderful that you had that cathartic event of, like, on your last day, but you were hours away from it being over. So for all the, there was plenty of time during those 24 years where you had an opportunity to maybe get some help beforehand. So your advice to other people would be is, if you think you got a problem, drop your ego, go get the go get the help you need, and find the supportive group that's going to do it. And if you don't find one, maybe find another. Because as someone who's been exposed to the help that some people get as a result of this, I've looked at this and I've said, you know what, this is good help, or this isn't really going to help you at all. So find the right help. Would that be fair enough statements to make? Absolutely, Peter, absolutely. 
And my mission, my purpose now is to help women before they get into that black hole where I was to shorten the duration of the personal demolition, that path that they're on. Say, wait a minute, you don't have to go that far down the road. You can turn around now. It's never too late. Turn around now before it gets even more complicated and more difficult. So when you're and walking if down... Somebody, if somebody wants to go ahead and reach out to you, and you, you told me earlier where that was, let's go ahead and give them that breadcrumb trail right now. They're going to go to alphachick.com, yes. and then where can they go ahead and write to you personally? They can click on, right on the website, there are tabs all along the on the top, and there's one that says Ask Mal, and that is um, takes you right into Connect With Me, and they can fill out a form. Little, it's, it's not really a form, it's just their name, their email address, their question, and when they send that to me, I know it's somebody really reaching out to me in a personal way, and I answer all of those. I'll either call the person immediately, depending on you know the severity of of what they're asking me, or uh, email them right you know right away and get back to them with answers to their questions. That's just awesome, Mel. That's really an amazing thing to give to people. Now, I want to awesome. stress some, I want to stress something as well as you probably don't need to have a challenge or an issue to take a look at all your products because I'm looking at your products and saying you know what if I had a healthy attitude if I was on top of my game listening to you, reading your books, uh, plugging into the different programs you have would keep me right up on top. I'm looking at the stuff that you're writing and the things that you're doing and saying, you know what, it's not just for people with addictions. It's for people that are also totally okay, life going fine, because the stuff that you're teaching can have a huge impact on a lot of those people as well. So for those people maybe listening in, hey, take advantage of the stuff that you have because it's life. If, if if anything, I see the one they wrote an article, Age is Just an Excuse, Love or Fear, Authentic, Empowering Women Sharing. I've worked with women for a pretty good portion of my adult life and work with, when I say personally, you know, secretaries or sales gals or customers, and holy cow, is there a general overview of women having a lower self-esteem than they really have, uh, you know, than we have of them. We might look at someone and say, wow, she's really nice and or she's on top of her game or she's attractive or she's whatever, she's successful. But you dig a little bit deeper and there's so many people out there that still have these uh, these things that just need to be kind of mended and built upon or, you know, just like, what's wrong with you? You're excuse the way, there's nothing wrong with you. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. Look at all yeah. the great things you're doing. Like, yeah. what, like most of us guys are totally clueless. Like, what's wrong with you? What are you talking about? You know, it's funny, Peter, the root of all evil for women is self-esteem. That's it. And that's why we abuse ourselves, uh, we, either with substance or bad relationship, bad relationships or, you know, other ways of overeating or whatever. It's because we don't feel good about ourselves. We don't have good self-esteem. And I work with a lot of women just on that issue, on how to feel better about yourself. Okay, you've got a good job. You're married to a great guy, but you feel like crap. Come on. <laughs> and we start, you know, reframing that and, and, and working on, you know, a different mindset and creating different beliefs. And kind of, you can't get rid of the dirt until you know where it is in the house. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's what we yeah. do. We identify where the dirt is and then we, gone, we get rid of it. 
You know, no, I, I find I, I just a quick caveat because we have to go. But you know, I when I, back in like 2004, I wrote an article called "Woman to Woman," and it was about how when I was a stay-at-home mom, my working friends were all in judgment. Well, if you would just go get a job, you could be with us, and we could go shopping. Da 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 da. And then when I was a working mom. I felt guilty all the time because I wasn't being with my kids. And then when I was working, I felt guilty that I wasn't with the kids. And when I was with the kids, I felt guilty because I had so much work to do and I wasn't getting it done. And I don't know that men have that curse. I think women have a special curse there. Um, because I've never met a guy who was at work and who was feeling guilty that he wasn't spending you know, the afternoon with his kid. So, you know, maybe there are more dads who end up in that situation these days, but I most certainly wasn't dealing with them back in 2004 when I was going through it. I never met a guy who said that to me. No, it's more prominent um, and with women. You're right. Yeah, really more prominent. Like always never feeling like we're good enough where we're at. It was never okay to do what I was doing because I should have been doing more something else. Um, so I, I think that it's a really common problem. Do you have, um, and, and I'm sure I'm sure that you've got stuff all over your site for women who are dealing with that. So uh, <laughs> get on over to alphachick.com. And uh, it, the hour has flown by. We could talk for I hope you will come back. I, I truly anytime. do. I would love it. You're fine. I'd love it. Uh, that's awesome. And we will definitely get in touch with you soon to be able to do that soon. So thank you so much for coming. If Peter, anything else? I think we've got no. like 30 seconds. Wonderful and thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. It you. was great to spend this time with the both of you. Absolutely. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Thanks so much. And get on over to alphachick.com when we will see you here tomorrow night, same time, same bat channel. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.